<laughs> We're all humming the theme here. It's catchy. Admit it. Do you want it as a phone ring? Because you could probably download it. Uh, anyway, welcome to Punchlines. I'm Frank Nicotero, longtime comedian, lifelong sports fan. And uh, it's, why am I hearing the theme again? <laughs> we were just talking about how much we love the theme, ladies and gentlemen. So we played it again. Uh, I'm wearing a Christmas present uh, to myself. This is uh, it's a Grinch hoodie. And if it gets chilly, it gets, it's really cold here, ladies and gentlemen. It's like, it's in the 50s here in, in Nevada, not Nevada. So uh, my, my, my blood's thinned from the desert, although I lived in L.A. for 27 years. Anyway, today's, show's, uh, today's show number is over twice as long as the Detroit Pistons losing streak, which hit 27 games last night, and uh, fans aren't loving it. Poor Detroit. So, uh, by the way, the spread on this game was six and a half, I believe. It was six and a half. It yeah. was six and a half. Sean, did you have? Who did you have? You had the team that lost. You had the Pistons. The but Pistons covered. That's the uh, that's the bulletin here, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, the fans are not happy in Detroit. But listen, Detroit, you got the Lions. So it, it was at five, right? Okay. And then McCall Bridges misses two straight free throws. Okay. Pistons get the ball. They turn it over. Cam Johnson then gets free throws. He makes the first, pushes it to six, misses another one, so still six. The Pistons then turn over the inbounds pass. <laughs> McCall Bridges gets fouled again, and he misses both free throws again. You're telling me... He, He's yeah. not betting NBA basketball. So I'm gonna. <laughs> that's a ridiculous call. Called Tim Donaghy. Wasn't he the guy? He was the uh, the NBA ref that was uh, shaving points. Uh, there might a, be a lot of players. So Cam points. Johnson, you like Cam Johnson because he went to former Tar Heel. Yep. But where did he go before North Carolina? Couldn't tell you. University of Pittsburgh. Yeah. Yeah. He went to University of Pittsburgh. Stayed in the ACC. He's a great player. I know, but because very few guys have gone on the Panthers to the pros, but he was awesome. And then he left. I was like, ah, damn it, because he was really good. And he killed it at North Carolina. He's a good pro. Yep. Good shooter. So anyway, uh, yeah, the Detroit Pistons, you've lost uh, 27 games in a row. That's an NBA record for single season. But but the all-time NBA record is 28 by the Philadelphia 76ers. But that was spread over two seasons. It was like at the end of one and the beginning of another. So um, they're going for the record all by themselves, single season. And who do they play tomorrow night, Ryan? They play in Boston. <laughs> in Boston, Against the Boston Celtics. So let's go ahead and put them down right now for 28 in a row. There's no way they're beating Boston. Yeah, that would that would be an upset. Right. The line is not out, but what is that line? Sean, what is that line going to be in your opinion? Or Ryan, what do you think? Celtics versus Pistons? It'd probably be close to double digits. I was going to say 10 or 11, right? Yeah. 14? Higher? I know. Well, we'll see. We'll know tomorrow. But uh, poor Detroit Pistons. Look, they've won some titles. They have their banners. They're going through a rough time. The Tigers are decent. But, hey, Detroit, you got the Lions and Eminem and Kid Rock. Oh, wait. But, anyway, you have, uh, you have the Lions, who could be a number one seed. You never know. There's a way it could play out where the Lions are the number one seed. It's not far-fetched. I'm a Lions fan, so I'm rooting for the Lions. All right. Uh, on today's show, from the newest show here at SoPo Studios, it's Race Day Las Vegas with Ralph Sirocco. I finally said it correct, Race Day Las Vegas. But it is live. I always like to throw live in, but all our shows are live right here. We're here at the lovely Sportsbook and Casino right behind me. There you can see the Sportsbook. And the horse racing is over there, which Ralph will talk about. So if you've never bet horse racing and you like horses and you want to know some tips, Ralph's going to fill you in. This guy's a legend here in Las Vegas, and his show is doing great here. It's uh, those days that it airs. Everyone knows the days that it airs. Wednesday. Wednesday through Sunday. You, you can watch Race Day Las Vegas. 
with Ralph Sirocco, and it's on early. It's on because yeah, seven to eight a.m. Seven eight a.m. Pacific because the horse race is early, and we want to get you some winners. I know Santa Anita just opened, which I used to always go to uh, outside of L.A., which is one of those beautiful tracks. So uh, maybe he can give you a winner there tomorrow. So make sure you watch that show. But he'll be here. Um, yeah, and then later we have Josh Yoey. Josh Yoey is here to talk some pucks and pigskin. I came up with that little alliteration, pucks and pigskin. Pretty good. Pretty good one. I liked it. I was very yeah. proud of myself last night when I typed that. I had pucks and hockey, and then I went, no. Pucks. Backspace, pucks and pigskin. Pucks and hockey. Yeah, but I like pucks and pigskin. Pucks and uh, hockey is the same thing. Oh, yeah, yeah. P pucks and football. So Jerry's leaving for the day? Is this, is this how this works? <laughs> Jerry's leaving already? We're like four minutes into the show. He's taking off. It's too much. <laughs> I said pit. I only said pit once. I said pit. I said it twice. All right. Sorry. All right, Jerry. We'll see him. This is, what kind of schedule is this? What is this? Works four minutes and he leaves. He's got things to do. That's good. The show. It's me and you, Ryan. All right. Anyway, today is December 27th, 2023. It's National Samuel Day. My dad's name, Samuel. Miss your dad. And uh, it's National Visit the Zoo Day. And there's a little graphic there. National Visit the Zoo Day. Because there's nothing better than going uh, in late December to walk around on cold, wet cement looking at Cage Wildlife. I love going to a zoo. What's your favorite? I've never been to a Vegas zoo. Does Vegas have they, a zoo? They had one when I was growing up, and then it closed down. But they're bringing it back. Should be opening in 2025. So there was a Vegas. I would think, though, it just gets too hot in the summer for the animals. Yeah. yeah. Is that why it shut down? Or was there a well, scandal? Just, no one was going to it no one was going to the zoo yeah i guess when you come to vegas you're not like let's go see animals because right. you could go to although i think there's like that spearmint rhino is that a zoo i was going to go there yeah there's some animals there mm -hmm. some Foxes. some kind of animals okay. yeah anyway uh it is i by the way i've been to a lot of Vegas. national zoos uh it's a good day it's a good day yeah. but the vegas zoo's right. coming back should be all right well we'll cover that uh it's episode 55 baby the double nickel and when i think show 55 I think 55 is an angel number. <laughs> I don't know what this means, but I saw it on the internet. 55 is a powerful number as energies and attributes of the number five are doubled, amplified, and reinforced. Uh, the number 55 is a message from your angels that it's time to let go of the old that is no longer positively serving you and get ready for big changes to take place in your life. Did you know this about the number 55? Well, yeah, there's... I've had some, some numerology things. Oh, you have? That. Yeah. Go on, Ryan. Well... There's one crazy one that I, it's going to be too much to explain, but. Okay. That's why Jerry had to leave because he heard okay. you were going to explain right. some numerology. He's like, I'm getting out of here. Anyway. All right. Yeah. Numerology. Uh, anyway, uh, be prepared for huge changes when repeating angel number 55 appears. When I think of 55, I also think when Michael Jordan scored 55 on his comeback, right? And uh, Spike Lee, did, they did a Nike commercial. Michael comes back, drops the double nickel at the garden. I'd never heard that term till Spike Lee. Spike Lee's taught me so much. Uh, anyway. There you go. Uh, but okay, so number 55 jersey. Now, I didn't look any up because I've, 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 I'm liking this process of you surprising me. All right, let's hit it. Here we go. Ah, oh, wow. Junior Seau, longtime Charger, played with the Dolphins, I think, for a couple years at the back end of his career, right? Tragic end to his story, but man. Oh, Terrell Suggs, T Sizzle. All right. We were filming Street Smarts oh, in Arizona. Did I tell this story before that he was on the show? Okay. No. So they're like, hey, you got to interview this guy. He's gonna, he plays for Arizona State. His nickname's T. Sizzle. He's an All-American. And they bring up Terrell Suggs. And we interviewed Terrell Suggs right outside a movie theater. And there's a, one of the biggest crowds we've ever had watching because the guy was BMOC. I had no idea who he was. That's big men on campus, Ryan. BMOC. Ralph knows what I'm talking about. Anyway, so uh, Terrell Suggs, uh, we interview him. And he does great. He's hysterical. Lots of energy. 
We brought it. We flew him back into the studio where Revenge Week happened on the show, where people who I kind of made look silly, they could come back in and win some money. But he signed a football for me because the draft was coming up. I'm like, man, if you became, you know, who, who are you going to be? So he's like, nah, Baltimore is going to take me. And he was right. And now he's, he's a future Hall of Famer. He just retired a few years ago. But uh, God, I hated him. Love to hate him. Great guy. Really funny guy. But anyway, happy uh, 55 to uh, Terrell Suggs. Derek Brooks, another linebacker, feared. Uh, he's a Hall of Famer, right, with Tampa Bay Buccaneers. That guy was awesome. Lance Briggs, you had to squeeze the bears in there. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Dikembe Mutombo. Dikembe, where is he? Oh, there he is. Wait, you even have him waving the finger, or is that a fist? I can't yeah. tell. Yeah, he's waving the finger. Dikembe Mutombo, a uh, quick story. He was at a club. I uh, had some friends there. Dikembe Mutombo was there, and he walks in, and of course the club, I mean, he stands out. The guy's seven foot tall. He has an entourage. And according to legend from a friend of a friend, he sat down in the VIP booth and went like this very loudly. Who wants to sex Matumbo? Oh, <laughs> Whether it happened or not, but I don't know. That's, that's a true story. Uh, Oral Horsheiser, one of the most dominant years in baseball history, 1988, when the Dodgers won the World Series against the heavily favored Oakland A's. That was when Kirk Gibson hit the home run. And he broke the record. For scoreless innings pitch, he broke, broke Don, Don Dreisel had pitched 58 and two-thirds. Hershiser was only going to be able to tie it. Last game of the year, his last start was against the Padres in San Diego. Scoreless game, he pitches the 10th inning and gets the record. Am I right? Yep. All right, this is a fun game we're doing here because I'm not looking at what you put up, and I'm just, this is, I'm just amazed that I remember that season so vividly. Or Hershiser, and then I met him uh, the same place I shook Wayne Gretzky's hand. Uh, hula hands right down from the funny bone when I started stand up and I met Earl Hershiser and he couldn't have been a nicer guy. The game had got rained out and I uh, met Earl Hershiser. Then you got Hideki Matsui who supposedly was going to help bring Yamamoto to the Yankees. That was the done deal that he was pushing him and that didn't happen. Matsui was a beast in the World Series though. And then you have a name, Tim Lincecum. This guy was the most dominant pitcher in the league for a while about my height. But they always predict, they always said when they drafted him and when he first came out, he's not going to last a long time because he had that really weird pitching motion where he brought his arm from down here and it's like knee almost dragged. So it was way too much torque on the arm and shoulder and he won't last. And I mean, look, the guy won, I think, two Cy Youngs, back-to-back -back Cy Youngs, a couple World Series with the Giants, if not three. Unbelievable pitcher, tried to hang on with the Angels, I think, and uh, wasn't so good. But what a his dad taught him this unorthodox style. And then the last one, of course, is someone I've never heard of. Keegan Kosalar. 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 Kolasar. Cup champion Kosalar. with the Knights. Great. Yeah. Now that I, you said the name, I actually know that name, I think. You think. Yeah. Keegan, we know who the guy Keegan is walking into yeah. the studio right now. Yes. <laughs> okay. All right. Yes. Trying to make sure. This could be one of my crazy fans. I don't know. Uh, why is an Oral in the Hall of Fame? Paul Reno Paul wants to know. I don't think his career was long enough, right? That's one of those knocks these guys... Uh, for, for a string of two or three years, the Bulldog, he could be in the Hall of Fame. I don't know if he would be a veterans committee. He didn't really, his career stats aren't that great, right? Maybe, I don't even know if he has 200 wins, Oral Hershiser. I, I remember him going to the Indians and he hung yeah. on for a while with them. No, he does. 204, 150 losses. 204. Okay. Yeah. I mean, that's, that's, he's borderline. All right. Mindar's here. South Point loves horse players. That's why we got Ralph coming in. Horses better than sports. Can make thousands for small amounts. Sports needs to be uh, a, a sports take bet a lot takes hours or month for some wins. Well, if you bet futures, that's true. Horses are instant. Yep. Paramutual betting. Ralph's going to be here any second now. Share the Talk about it quickly. 
let's go on. It's balls, balls, balls. We got a lot of ball games today. There's a ball game going on already. Tulane, uh, there's a replay, so of course I can't see the score. Uh, but if you want to know, oh, uh, Buffalo Virginia Bills and Char uh, Chargers are scoreless. Uh, yeah. Oh, that's a game from last week. You should take Buffalo on that game. Dude, <laughs> run to the book right now. Take Sean, run to the book. Put 400 bucks. Minus 14. I don't care what the spread is. What about the Chargers to cover? The Chargers to cover? Yeah, maybe. Uh, all right, we got a lot of balls today. Today's ball, military ball's gone right now. Uh, of course, now the sideline reporters report. Oh, there's the score. Tulane's actually down. Virginia Tech's up 10-7. Uh, what else? We have the Duke's Mayo Bowl, um, which I know everyone right now is thinking, oh, Frank's going to eat mayo tomorrow. Nope. Uh, Holiday Bowl, I have a future on Louisville. It's down to six and a half. That's bad because when Caleb Williams announced he wasn't playing, I was like, oh, I'll jump on Louisville for a small bet. That was at seven and a half. So it's actually would have been better for me to wait. This is why I don't give out too many gambling tips. And the Texas Bowl, Texas A&M and Oklahoma State. All right, so lots of ball games. Quickly on this day, did we do Frank's takes? Uh, Frank's fast takes. We're going to open the video. Why don't we open it up All for right. There it is. Begin. All right, begin. Uh, on this day, is that the first one? Oh, happy birthday, birthday. Brock Purdy. Yep. Brock Purdy's birthday. Happy birthday to Brock Purdy. The San Francisco 49 quarterback turns 24. He's only 24 years old, which is six times the number of interceptions he threw on Christmas Day, which he threw for, and that dropped his MVP odds from first to fifth. He was the leader. There was that guy who had the, the took the payout, but uh, anyway, 24th birth, 20. Four years old today. Do you notice anything about that? Let's see here. Purdy, 13. That is, that is not Brock Purdy. That is a Harbaugh or is that true? Is that yep. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> why did you not? Why did you put a picture of Harbaugh there? Well, post game, the two of them met and Harbaugh said that he's been hearing that the two of them look alike. Oh, really? Yeah. I didn't know, I didn't know that. So we have, we have <laughs> their. Uh... They split? That's the creepiest thing we've been. Yeah. That is very creepy. Yeah. That's like the poster for Face Off. Remember the movie Face Off with uh, John Travolta and Nicolas Cage and they did that? Yeah, that's great. That's hysterical. I love it. Oh, I didn't hear that. I didn't know that. Very yeah, funny. All yeah. right. Uh, anyway, the Niners are minus 13 and a half versus the Washington Commanders. You know, when it's 13 and a half, you know I love to take that back as I did with Buffalo. What's that? Moved down to 13. So they took some Down to 13. All right. Money. Well, okay. On this day in sports history... One of my favorite players as a kid, Steve Largent sets the all-time NFL record for career catches when he catches his 752nd pass. Steve Largent, Steve number, Largent uh, number 80 for the Seattle Seahawks. Look at that helmet he wore. And that is Dave Craig right there throwing the ball to him. Largent was a beast, man. He'd go over the middle. He could run deep. He, Yeah, he broke Charlie Joyner's record. Charlie Joyner, who charge exactly, Charger. Charlie Joyner was on Air Coriel when they throw the ball, and they're so much fun. And then Largent went on to – he got a lot more catch, over 1,000, I think. Yeah, it was snowing. You see, hey, it's snowing. It's snowing. It's snowing. It's snowing. <laughs> yes, I, know. I watched it back last night. You can't hear him no. yell, it's snowing. And Dennis just goes, yes, yeah. it is snowing. Anyway, back to the Chiefs. <laughs> it's hysterical. Ryan yelled, it's snowing to me, but no one heard it. And then we laughed like little schoolgirls. Um but Largent uh, became like a congressman or something in Oklahoma. He went into politics. Okay. I don't know if he's still doing it. All right. And on this day in sports history, Super Mario returns. Mario Lemieux, who had retired. Uh, I remember I was in Vegas. I got chills watching him come out. 40 month, 44 months, he was retired. And all of a sudden, it was out of the blue, right? There wasn't even many rumors. Now, Josh Yoey is going to be here to tell us about this because he can fill us in on how this all went down. But I was in Las Vegas. And I remember the announcement, and he comes in, 
I mean, wait, wait, look at this. Sticks up, boom. He gets two assists and a goal in his return. Pretty amazing. He hadn't scored in 1,340 days. And in that limited comeback that year, look at that. 35 games, 41 assists, 76 points. 35 goals. 35 goals, sorry. 41 assists, 76 points, and just 43 games played. He was actually the runner-up in the Hart Trophy yep. to Joe Sackett, which is amazing. And then I didn't realize he, he played for another five. He kept playing. He was amazing, Super Mario. So uh, we're going to talk to Josh Joey in a minute about that. Speaking of the Penguins, uh, they're plus 120 at the New York Islanders tonight. Jari is in goal, total six and a half. And then the last happy birthday, ladies and gentlemen, uh, this woman is at the top of my hall pass list. There she is. That would be Haley Williams, the lead singer of Paramore. Has nothing to do with sports. <laughs> I just love her. Uh, and our director, her daughter's name is Haley Williams. Anyway, happy 35, Haley. Call me. I believe she watches the show. Right, Haley, are you watching? Saw him live at the Greek, one of the best shows ever, Paramore. Uh, unbelievable band. Unbelievable. Unbelievable. So happy birthday, Haley. Call me. All right, ladies and gentlemen, we're going to bring our guest in. I mean, let's just bring him in. Ralph, come on in, buddy. This gentleman hosts. Yeah, we're just going to bring Ralph in live, right? Let's do it. Oh, we're going to close up Frank's fast I think takes. that's enough of that. Uh, we, I met this gentleman briefly. Uh, he hosts the new show, our newest program here. Ralph, come on in. Ralph Sirocco, ladies and gentlemen. Ralph, the host yeah, of there he is. He's waving. He's got the South Point shirt on. Ralph, sit right. Where do you usually sit? Do you usually sit in this chair? I'm short, but that's high. I know. Look at well, look at we're the anybody same. got a ladder so I can get on. <laughs> we're the same. Can you see us both? We're the same height. But I, dude, watch. Here's what I do. I kind of get the one leg up. Yeah, yeah. All right, you're going with the big gun. Yeah, that one. I know. These are. It, trust me, I don't like to try to sit on the chair. Uh, All right, I'm gonna climb up. There you go, Ralph. Ruffy boy, Ralph, your show is a big hit here um, at South Point, our South Point Studios. Oh, you guys sorry. can watch the show. It's doing great. <laughs> and it's great. There's a lot of uh, sick horse players out there. Love it. <laughs> now, I got to tell you, I grew up around the track. I, I'm, in Pittsburgh, we, did, we had the Meadows, which was uh, the harness, harness racing. Yeah, yeah. You had to go down to West Virginia to see your closest horses or dogs or whatever. But my dad and my uncle and some of my best friends, comedian friends, friends I went to high school with, we went to the Ladbrokes, which was the OTB. Yep. And I learned how to bet from from some really, really smart guys and, you know, how to look at the, the length of a race. So I assume a lot of the people watching this, a lot of friends of mine are watching, uh, aren't big horse bettors. We want to uh, educate them a little bit. And that's what you're, you're, you can tell us all about that. Well, in that case, then I'll find somebody. <laughs> <laughs> well, you get like a $2 exacta or I, listen, I'm a win, place, or show guy. Now, isn't that probably the most basic bet? You're betting a horse to either win, place, or show, which is first, second, or third. Or third, yeah. Yeah, and I did that. I've done that. I had re I've had remarkable luck at the Derby over the past few years doing that. Oh, now so I didn't have the long. So you shot. got a good dartboard. I did. Yeah. I, yeah. I have a good, okay. <laughs> a good dartboard. Yeah. I just throw a dart. Right. My sister Gina went on an epic run in the early 2000s. Really? Where she would just look by name. She didn't. She didn't read a program, but she would pick. She went like four or five Derby winners in a row. It was ridiculous. Yeah. But there's there's a science to it. You got to study the program. But 2000 was Fusa Ichi Pegasus. How'd you come up with that are name? Are you serious? I don't know because you know what? There was a bar in Pittsburgh called the Pegasus, and maybe oh, there you are. I think that might be it. Yeah. I'd have to call and ask or her. Or she but, knows the Chinese. Yeah, maybe. <laughs> I don't know. So uh, anyway, so the, we always talk about the sports book here at South Point. We yeah. have the sports book here, but this is the only uh, place in Vegas where the horses are separate over there. You don't know how important that is. Both the sports players and horse players. Explain why. Why you, why you well, say Well, the horse players are there studying. They're, right. They're racing forms and Absolutely. all that stuff. And, and the sports players do their study. They make the bet. And then they sit there for two and a half to three hours right. and watch the game. And every time something happens in the game that's beneficial for their bet, right. 
you know, they scream and yell. I yeah. do it. Right. Yeah. Right. You know, and if you got that guy behind you screaming and yelling while you're trying to figure out, should you bet this horse or not? Right. It gets to be aggravated. Yeah. So, uh, Mr. Gahn knew it. Michael Gahn, the owner of yes, South Point. That's right. And he built separate race and sports books yet. They are close enough to where if a guy, uh, you know, betting horses wants to come on over and bet a ball game or vice versa, it isn't too far. I mean, all you got to do is get by the bathroom. Well, that and the line for the hot dog cart. Oh, man. That's yeah, no, I'm no, telling no, you, no. I, I used the restroom before the show. Um, 13 people in line. 13 people. No, no. The hot dog cart will stop you from doing everything. <laughs> <laughs> that's what's separate. It's only about, I mean, what is it? It's about a 20-yard walk to yeah. get from the sports book into the horse racing. And uh, it is. And it is a little more focused room. Greatest deal in Las Vegas, that hot dog stand. It's a dollar fifty for a delicious hot dog. Yeah, yeah, and people line up. I, it's it's a lot. There was thirteen or fourteen. Was now I'm going to tell you how old I am and how long I've been here. Okay. The hot dogs used to be seventy five cents. They've doubled it. You know when gas was also a buck and a half. Right. <laughs> and uh, I always said, I said, I'll bet you the gal that's serving those hot dogs. And you're talking about three or four hundred hot dogs. A I day. know, right? I said, she's probably got a house up on the hill somewhere that's like 4,800 square feet paid for. Looking down at it. By those extra quarters that are the tips. Yeah, I'm sure. Yeah, yeah, she does great. I mean, the, the people who work the car, and they're, they're very pleasant, and they, and, yeah. they, and they take their time. So if you're going to get a hot dog, it's not going to be rushed because they put a lot of love into this thing, and they pile on whatever you want. And believe me, you, you don't get behind a fat guy or, <laughs> or, a guy, or a guy with a note in his hand because the guy with the note in his hand. What's he doing? Is, he's, got, he's buying 14 hot dogs for four, four, 13 of his other friends. <laughs> yeah, right. And they all want something different on a hot dog. Right. So you're going to be there a while. It's like being stuck in the pretzel line on the office uh, on pretzel day. So how did you, uh, where are you born and raised and how did you get into horse racing? Ralph? Born in Jersey. Okay. Elizabeth, I New Jersey, I, which I heard is, the uh, you know, the armpit of America. Oh, that's that's. But we we were you know when I was a kid it was like you lived in the neighborhood you know and you, you like uh, out here you have friends right there you had no friends you, uh, they were all your relatives that's it right yeah you just hung out with your relatives that's that's all it was yeah big family Italian yeah. gatherings yeah, Italian right? ex yeah. exactly I was there and then so you, that's what started your love of horses and what track did well, you well my to? love of horses my dad took me to the races okay and I remember you know talking about hot dogs yeah. We got to the track, at, you know, Monmouth Park, and I said, "Oh boy!" I says I, I said, "Hey, Dad!" I said, "Let's go get a hot dog." He says, "No, no, you got to wait until you win a race to get a hot dog. <laughs> got to get you deserve it. We get it from it. the winner." And so I, I never did have a hot dog there. <laughs> <laughs> Took how many years before you no, had a hot yeah, dog? I, I managed to get an ice cream. Okay, when it was real hot, but that was about it. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, who are, uh, who are some of your favorite horses of all time? I mean, as a secretariat, I mean, are these two horses that stand out in my mind was secretariat. Okay. Which, uh, to me to this day is still, uh, the greatest horse I've ever seen. Well, when they do that replay of the race, he won by how many uh, lengths was 30, that? 32, 33 lengths. Yeah. It was like he got a head start or something. I mean, it was just yeah. amazing. Yeah. He was, uh, he was awesome. His heart, uh, when they did the autopsy, when he finally died, his heart was twice as big as normal. And do you think that bet that made, it Absolutely. Pump, made the you blood could, pump harder? Yeah, you taking more and your lung capacity and all that. Yeah. Well, yeah. the Grinch's heart was two sizes too small. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. It's kind of appropriate that I'm wearing this today. Um, and who else? Who's the other horse? Flightline. I don't know that name. You do not, because do not. this horse ran a couple of years ago. Okay. He uh, just ran for a brief period of time. But he his races were as awesome as Secretariat's really. Uh, you go on YouTube and you tap in flight line and you see his Pacific uh, classic uh, win in down at Del Mar and you see his Breeders' Cup classic win 
and the Breeders' Cup, and you'll know what I'm talking about. Was that at Santa Anita? The Breeders' Cup Classic, no. I believe that year was, actually, I think that was at Del Mar as well. Oh, okay. But uh, just look up Breeders' Cup Classic. Okay. It. Now, Santa Anita is the track I used to go to when I lived in L.A. Beautiful place. It really is. And, every, and if you ever see a movie or TV show where they're filming at a horse, it's there. It's Santa Anita, sure. Yeah. Right it's down it's, the street from Hollywood. Oh, my God. It's And they got the mountains. You got the, the palm trees. And uh, it's, 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 it's awesome there. Um, so where do you, where, what's a, there, there's no track in Vegas though, right? It's too hot or well, what's the closest, track? you know, in this day and age with the, uh, with phone apps and, and you know, this stuff and South point sports app, yeah, which you can get, yeah, right. Uh, you go to the races here, you go to the races every day all over the country. That's true. When I stopped, uh, actually, uh, broadcasting, doing things at racetracks individually, mm -hmm. you know, I was traveling around the country and stuff like that. I came here to Vegas and I said, uh, it just started, they just started bringing in the TV signals then before it was, and there they go, so-and-so, you know. Did you hear a radio yeah, call? Is yeah. that what you're saying? Wow. Oh, yeah. The, the disseminators had callers. I did that for a while here. Did too. you? Yeah. Wow. But any, in any case, um, when the signals came in, all of a sudden, the race players in Las Vegas, Nevada, were going to the races across the country in other words it wasn't just somebody in southern california going to santa anita right it was a guy sitting here going to aqueduct early in the day santa anita at night so the horse players in this town by virtue of the tv signal got to be more acute wow. handicappers yeah. because they were watching all the different you know circuits and i said wow instead of me going to the tracks they can come to me now and so that's <laughs> uh, that's when i settled here in vegas yeah how long how long ago was that Ooh. First time I came here was in 1983 okay. for the disseminator. Okay. Worked for the disseminator for a while. And then he was bought out. And then I went back to Southern California, hung out the beach and just, uh, you know, <laughs> do whatever. And then uh, I, I returned here in 84. And then uh, that disseminator decided to be bought out by the other guy. And so... Um, I got the job as the track announcer at Garden State Park in 1985. Oh, wow. Called races there. But uh, that was really a, a great racetrack, but they spent about $100 million more than they ever took in, so they were going broke quick. <laughs> so after the first winter, uh, you know, the first snowfall, I, I went out on my front lawn and went down to the edge of the curb to get my, uh, my mail, and I slipped and fell on my ass. Oh. And I came back and I told my wife, I says, get the boxes and start packing. <laughs> Because when my I had a four one year contract, I said when my first one year contract is up, we're getting the hell out of here, and I'm going back to the West Coast. Get some we sun. did. We and came back did. here, yeah. And that's how long you've been here. All right. So, what are some of the things that people find out about when they watch uh, Race Day Las Vegas here on South Point uh, Studios here on YouTube? What uh, what are they going to see? Who are some of your regulars, and what they they offer picks, right? And I hear was it today or yesterday, Sean? You were saying they they were on fire yesterday. Yeah. Yesterday, yeah. yeah. yeah so guys, tell us how the show works. Good. And, uh, and who you have on regularly. Well, you know, just like uh, handicapping football or anything else, you got a lot of st statistics and a lot of – if you're going to do it right, you're going to spend time doing it. Yeah. And so for years, I used to get the form and handicap and all that. And through the years, I thought to myself, well, there's a lot of guys doing this as well as me. Right. And so I started handicapping the handicappers. <laughs> Keeping track. And now what I have is I have a little stable of handicappers that have been in the game all their lives. They have their certain systems, certain, some of them do uh, numbers and some of them, whatever their handicapping uh, technique is. Sure. And their, their methods. Uh, what, yeah. yeah. What they do. Um, and so they're the best at what they do, I think. Yeah. 
That's number one. Okay. Secondly, and more importantly, is whatever they give out on the air, they're betting. Yeah, right. They're not just yeah. They're yeah. they're, they're putting. I mean, they're going to take some money out of the hip pocket right. and risk it and bet it. And they're good players. Yeah. So I uh, put together a stable of those guys. Okay. And they come on the show, and you know, I open up and give my spiel, and then uh, we go to those guys. And they give a particular. And picks you out. yourself, you don't give picks, right? You just no, no. You're just I there to MC. No. And I play. You play. I play, and I have an opinion once in a while, but that's not my. I'm the host here, trying to bring those pe uh, the handicappers to the people, etc. Right. You know, I'm one of them. I'm one of the guys out there sitting in the book, you right? Know, and Studying. that's the way I want to be. I didn't want to be like a host that was a guy in a suit and tie telling you what right. to do. I'm wearing a. Grinch thing, for God's sake. Exactly. Right? <laughs> right? People respect you more because you're one of them. Yes, exactly. I'm one of you. Yes, I'm one of you people. Um, so, uh, yeah, yesterday I think you had the, quite a few winners yesterday. Yeah, we, the we track had. track record is good. Yeah, we had, uh, we had five uh, selections on the show, five picks, four of them won. And then our um, one of our guys who's based here in town, he does only Southern California. So oh, when okay. he doesn't do Southern California, and they, they weren't racing a lot uh, this this year, they only race three days a year. He started doing um, handicapping sports, and he's really good at football and college football. And so he, he gave us, uh, unfortunately, Kansas to, to cover the spread. So oh, can oh, Kansas last night. Yeah. Oh, Kansas did cover. Yeah, they did. Yeah, they beat UNLV. Is that what you're saying? Yeah, right. Yeah. yeah. Actually, Dennis Evans, who was on our program yesterday, who's a sportscaster, um, in he he liked Kansas, and they it was. 49-36, I believe. I think they won by 13 points. Yeah, they did. Now, some guys got some yeah, guys so. got it below yeah. 13, and other guys, it, it, the highest it went was a 13-point spread. Okay. So those, those people kissed their sister, but the others actually <laughs> tie. Yeah. Uh, So you're a football fan as well? Oh, absolutely. Now, Love who it. is your team? Are you Jersey? Are you oh, no, no, I'm Raiders. You're a Raiders fan? And I'll tell you why. Yeah, please, because I'm when my When my family migrated to Southern California, you know, you started out being a Ram fan, but I really like the Raiders all the time in, in Northern uh, California, especially I'm dating myself. Ken Stabler days or? No, no, no. Uh, you, you had um, the Daryl LaMonica. The Mad Bomber. The Mad Bomber. Daryl LaMonica. Daryl LaMonica. Yes, yeah, right. Daryl LaMonica. Okay. Yeah. okay. And he, yeah, he was the first one that actually threw big, long passes. Yeah. And I remember because he used to, get, he used to always get behind the eight ball and then the coach would bring in George Blanda. And George Blanda would do nothing but march the team right down the field with screen passes. Right. That's all it was, screen passes. <laughs> boom, 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 boom. And the next thing you know, he's on the two-yard line. Yeah. And then after they scored, he stayed there to kick the point. We we, it was his birthday recently, right? It was George Blanda's uh, birthday. or and, uh, Yeah, and he still holds the uh, single-season points record or whatever. We talked he has to. to and right? by the way, the, he, he played till he was 46 yeah. or 49. It was something ridiculous. But he looked like he was 75. I mean, oh, yeah, yeah. they lived a little harder. I'm back sure then. <laughs> he was uh, partying at night, too. Yeah, but, but he kicked. He was quarterback. What did you find out? It was, it was episode 49. He was, was 49? Yeah. He it played until he was 49. Yeah, that's why he we played had him. Played it was till he was 49. 49. Yeah. yeah. Oh, it was, uh, it was episode 49, so we always oh. find numbers that equate. He played till he was 49. 49. And we're talking in the 70s when guys yeah. broke down. There wasn't training. There oh, was no, no dieticians. No, they were out no, partying. Everybody had a beer belly. There was, yeah, there was no cryogenic chambers and stuff like that. So you followed the Raiders, then they come down to L.A. Then they went to L.A. Right. So now I'm right going to the Coliseum watching them play football, right? right? So then I leave town. I, you know, I start on my little trek around the country. <laughs> and uh, they go back to Oakland. And then the next thing I know, I'm here in Vegas, and they come here. They come here. They're so following, they're following me. They're following you. So you're staying here, though, right? So they're uh, not leaving Vegas. No, they better not. 
Now, on Christmas Day, they were huge underdogs against the Chiefs. Oh, man. I mean, and they Come came, on. I, the Chiefs are. What Chiefs kind of team is this? You can't score three points in one game, <laughs> and then you score, score all those points against Kansas City. Yeah, and then the week before against the Chargers, it was 63 points, right? Yeah, they're, they're I don't know. So, in other words, I mean, that's, to me, that exemplifies this year's NFL. Yeah, you just totally. don't know. You do, you do not know about any team or any given Sunday. Of course, Absolutely. They, now, have you been to this Allegiant Stadium at the SEA Games? Yes, I have. I haven't been yet. It's, uh, it's a great stadium. It really looks is. amazing. Yeah. Um, it, and the, who do the Raiders play this week, actually? They're, is it uh, division? The Raiders game? play in Indianapolis. Indianapolis. Ooh, they're Ooh. playing the Colts. Now, I'm rooting for the Raiders big time because I need the Colts to lose. I need the Texans to lose. If my beloved Steelers are to eke into the playoffs somehow, of course we have to beat Seattle first, which is going to be a huge undertaking. But you've got Mason Rudolph, so you're a Raider. You never followed the Jets or Giants? Nope. Really? Nope. And do you remember when the Jets won with Namath? Oh come on! Right. I mean that had to. You know, you weren't. You see, he was almost a two touchdown uh, dog. Wasn't he? I know, right? And he yeah. guaranteed the win. He guaranteed it's it from Beaver Falls. That's where I was born. Um, and finally, just tell us uh, how much fun are you having on the on the horse show? And you're getting great numbers. People are watching and sharing the show. So. Would tell people what they should be doing. Watching well, the you show. know, here's the thing: we've been on since 1996. Yeah, you did this on radio. I should. Yeah, yeah I we, did. It. Well, actually, and, and before that, I I was doing a, a TV show, okay. a half hour TV show in the morning, and oh, we wow. were busting our butt and all that, and didn't make a dime. We were trying to get the thing, and we finally got it off the ground and okay. all that. It was on Channel 39 here, and they turned it into a Hispanic station. <laughs> okay. So now we were screwed. Right. <laughs> so I was I was kind of hanging out at the Barbary Coast and Muggsy Muniz, who was the uh, Muggsy 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 Muniz Muggsy. I don't know who is this. Robert Muniz. Nobody knows Robert Muniz. Well, it's, maybe and great. And you know, you know Muggsy. No, oh, no. you got. Oh, see, I really now I'm really feeling old. Muggsy. I, I was on Daryl LaMonica with you. I remember. All Muggsy that was one of the right hand guy over there at the race book at the Barbary. I'm sure Chris knows him. Right oh, now. absolutely. Yeah, and, might be and in his book as well. I'm going to tell you one thing right now. He could write a book about Muggsy, but okay. I, I digress. Okay, that's right. in any case. Uh, we were sitting in the back in in the uh, Barbary Coast in the seats in the back, and he had a couple of handicappers up there that were doing a runoff or something and okay. the place was full he said look at this these guys are going to hear they're all going to give you the four to five favorites in the race and i got the place packed he said you know you should take that radio uh, tv show and put it on radio and i says he said do me a favor he said find out if you can i said well i know a guy from back east that is running a radio station yeah so he says well go so i went there i talked to the guy come back i told him he said okay put put money in there for yourself okay put it in a contract let me get it Bring it to me tomorrow. So I brought it to him tomorrow. Honestly, I got there. It was 20 minutes to post time for the first race. Okay. <laughs> he takes the contract. He goes upstairs. Before the daily double was done, Yeah. Michael Gahn not only signed that contract, he put us in business in wow. 1996. Wow. And he's been a sponsor of ours ever since. So whatever he wants, whatever this place wants, he's got. Well, we got you now, Ralph, and we couldn't be happier. And people can watch Race Day Las Vegas with Ralph Sirocco. Yeah, well, uh, 7 you know. to 8 a.m., and that's Sunday or Wednesday through Sunday. Yep. And uh, so you're on uh, today's Wednesday. I, I'm all messed up with Christmas. Yeah. Uh, you were on today, and, and how'd it go today? Well, some uh, out? The, the, today, uh, all the major racetracks weren't running. Oh, Wednesday. Okay. So we, uh, I, got, I had a guy that uh, gave us a pick. I, I don't know the, the rate. The ra he, oh, hit. he hit? Uh, the park's one hit. The parks one hit. Oh my goodness! Uh, Look at that. Don't tell me what the horse paid because I'm sitting here talking to him. How much did it cost me? <laughs> what did the horse? How pay? much did it cost me now? <laughs>
Oh, you mean it just happened? The race just happened? Yeah, I was out in the book. I was oh, waiting when it came no. over. I think it was uh, $3.40. Oh, $3.40. Okay, that's good. Okay, now, you, here's the thing. You know, people say, well, you know, these are favorites. But if you do it versus sports, if you bet 100, you have to bet 110 in sports and in, in football. That's what I'm sure, right. Okay, you pay the same $100 in horse racing, and they're going to pay you back 250 Yeah. You take, you get your hundred plus one and a half back. Yeah. So it's, it's, you know, anybody out there that likes sports and I love it, uh, you know, take a shot and uh, try a little bit of the horse racing. And if you need a little education on that, you can check out Ralph tomorrow at 7 a.m. Pacific live right here on South Point Studios, uh, YouTube page. Ralph, thank you for being here. I'm sorry if we took away three uh, winner from you. That's okay, pal. You're not, <laughs> you're not the first one. All right. I'll have to try to make it up to you someday. All right. We'll be right back with Josh Yoey in two minutes. Thank you, Ralph, for coming in. You got it, my man. Anytime. Outstanding. South Point offers all the types of entertainment you'd expect at a first-class Las Vegas resort. Did you know our 400-seat showroom is one of Las Vegas' top destinations for live entertainment? Enjoy live performances by classic Vegas entertainers, bands, and today's hottest comedians, plus a rock and dance floor. You can also enjoy live entertainment at the Grand View Lounge, where you'll feel all the vibes of old Las Vegas. Enjoy the music, and if you love to laugh, don't miss The Dirty at 12.30, our very own free comedy show, every Friday night at 12.30 a.m. in the Grandview Lounge. The Dirty is 100% free, so arrive early. Go to southpointcasino.com or call the box office at 77136 for today's performances at the showroom and the Grandview Lounge. When you're ready for your favorite cocktail, stop in and unwind at one of our seven specialty lounges. There's a bar around every corner, because you're in Vegas, baby. South Point Casino has plenty of attractions for the whole family. Catch a movie. Our 16-screen movie theater includes two XD extreme screens for the ultimate in viewing, sound, and luxury. After the show, treat the family to a variety of treats at our old-fashioned ice cream parlor, Kate's Corner. We scoop up a variety of creamy concoctions, including smoothies, hand-dipped cones, milkshakes, malts, sodas, and sundaes. At Kate's, there's something for everyone. And if you've still got time to spare, our bowling center might be right up your alley. Voted Best of Las Vegas, it's a great place for friends and family fun. 64 lanes, a pro shop, snack bar, and arcade. And while the kids are bowling, you can play slots and sip on a drink in the Alley Cat Lounge while overlooking the lanes. For our more serious and professional bowlers, the South Point is also home to a separate tournament bowling plaza. Hey, welcome back to Punchlines. I'm Frank Nicotero. Thank God that horse didn't pay like a monumental payout or Ralph would have just, we'd never see Ralph again, but it actually won. So I, again, you guys got to watch the show. They're giving out, he has these experts on what a character he is. What a great guy, Ralph. And the paper boy hat that he had on. He looks like a guy that you'd see hanging out at the track, uh, talking about horses. And that's exactly what he does. So make sure you guys watch race day, Las Vegas tomorrow at 7 a.m. Uh, I don't know if this gentleman will be up in time. It's, well, it'd be 10 a.m. his time. Ladies and gentlemen, making his fourth or fifth appearance on this show. Is he in the four or five timers club? It's Josh Joey. Yeah, Josh. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> always a pleasure to be here. Thank you for squeezing me in one more time before the new year. I don't know if I can get a tax write-off out of this or I what. Think I appreciate it. 
We'll look into that. Talk to uh, uh, Bill Neofis would probably know the answer to that. Um, anyway, we had we had Ralph here talking about the horses. Do you ever bet horses at all? No, that's the one area of gambling uh, degenerate behavior I haven't gotten to just yet. <laughs> I, it's a matter of time. I mean, I, I grew up in Peters Township, 10 minutes from the Meadows. Wow. Uh, for those of you here with uh, Pittsburgh geography, yeah. so it, it was right down the I don't know how I didn't fall into the trap. Yeah, the harness racing. I went one time, and I always used to just call them the chariots. We, me and my buddy, David Michael, who's been on the show, we'd go out and get, we'd be drinking. I'm like, ah, oh, it's bet the chariots. I don't like betting the chariots. I hated betting. Uh, they were called harness racing, but the chariots. But yeah, I went out there one time. It was a good night. And then I've done stand-up out there, too, because they have like a little nightclub. But yeah. But I, I mean, I do bet. Like, I like, look, I'm like a casual horse fan. I'll bet the Derby. I'll bet, you know, the Preakness or whatever. Uh, the Triple Crown's fun. But uh, the sports book here, the, the fact that we do have it separate with the horses over here, it is intense over there, man, because there are guys just pouring over programs. And uh, Ralph's show is giving out winners. So that could be your, your second act in your life. You can be a horse guy. Well, you know, I've gotten destroyed by the NFL so much in the last month <laughs> that I think I should brought my horizons and maybe look around for, for other places to indeed spend now, my money. So <laughs> maybe it is. <laughs> well, you know, I listen, you're talking to a guy who who guaranteed Buffalo was a lock over the Chargers, minus 13 Ooh. or 14, whatever it was. I'm like, ah, guys, this is the play of the year. My other play of the year <laughs> was the Lions over the Ravens in Baltimore, and they lost by 97 points. I don't know. Yeah, I, I look, I'm here to just bring people in that know what they're talking about. But um, like, can't, like you know, it, it has been, a, I, I know every year people go, it's been a weird year to bet football, but it seems like this year is. This one is off the charts weird. So I'm in this other league where I just pick straight up winners and losers. Okay. And I'm like in third place in that league. I'm doing great. And in Bill's uh, league against the, the spread, chase, I don't yeah. think I've won a month. So, no, nothing about the league makes sense right now. Right. I was convinced the Niners were going to win the Super Bowl until Christmas night. Now it's like, oh, maybe they aren't as good as we all thought. And uh, nothing makes sense, but it will make for a fun postseason. It's going to be a great postseason. Anything could happen. We don't know. We, we do really not don't. know. We do not know. By the way, I'm looking at the Chase standings. Who's that in second place? Oh, me. Anyway, uh, Josh and I battled it out a couple years ago to the last game. Uh, so I don't know. I got. I don't know if I, maybe I'm getting a little advantage being out here in Vegas. So uh, we mentioned this earlier in the show on this date in uh, sports history in 2000. Uh, one of the greatest comebacks ever. Mario Lemieux comes back. Um, where were when you found out? I was in Vegas when I was watching in my room. And I saw the ticker saying Mario Lemieux plans to return. Um, how did this happen? And, and this, if I remember, and I could be wrong, was it like a sudden thing or were there rumors? I don't remember there being much. So tell us about Mario's comeback. There were no rumors at all. It was totally yeah. sudden. I was, I was in college. I was living at home, uh, commuting to college at Point Park. I was 20 <laughs> years old. And the news actually broke on Pearl Harbor Day 2000. I'll never forget it. And I had an 8 a.m. class that was canceled. It was like the greatest feeling in the world. You can go back to sleep. So I'll go back to sleep. A couple hours later, my grandma is standing over my bed, like shaking me like she thinks I'm dead. I said, Grandma, what's the matter? She said, turn the radio on. She's like, old Pittsburgh lady, I have KDK radio KDK, on. Right, yeah. I, don't want, I don't even have a radio. What's going on? She said, Mario's coming back. I'm like, what? Then I turned on the TV. I was like, oh, my God. And it was... um. That was like three weeks of total bliss in Pittsburgh. Like nobody ever thought it could happen, and it, it did. And the night he came back on this day, God, twenty-three years ago, which is hard to believe. Yeah. Just as a as a sports fan, that was the best night of my life. And where, I've seen the Steelers win the Super Bowl. Right. That night was. It just was. Now, yeah. where were you for the game? Were you at the game? 
No, I, I was a poor college student. Right, uh, things were getting a little that one, but I just I had a party with my friends. And it was kind of funny. I don't know, if, like when you're young, you're that one group of or that one friend in your group that doesn't like sports that much, but he just shows up anyway Ryan. to be polite. But we had a guy's name was Jay, and he was my neighbor growing up, and he made some comment in the first period. He says he's just coming back to make money out of this, and I looked at him. I said, Jay, you're gonna have to leave the house now. <laughs> I, I am. Like, I'm as close as a pacifist as you can get. I, I am not a confrontational man, but I was being completely serious with my girlfriend at the time. She says, Josh, don't be so mean. I said, no, you have to leave. And he's like, fine, and he got up and he left, and we've never really spoken since, and that's okay. <laughs> um, I, I, you, can't, you can't trash 66 on that night of all nights. Um, and it, uh, So we had a big party at my house. Uh, I will never – and the cool thing about that, and I know you'll agree with me, the man I hadn't played in almost four years, right? We all knew he was going to score that night. <laughs> yeah. We knew he was going to because it was it was just him. It, he he just he wasn't going to fail on that stage, and we all knew it. And um, just you know, I, I have talked with so many people over the years, people I looked up to when I was young, like Mike Lang and Stan Saver and people like that, and they all told me that was their favorite night covering the Penguins ever by far. There was not a close second. There was just something magic. <laughs> oh, the, the arena night. was, yeah, it was on fire. It was crazy. Um, yeah. You know, you said it, it was announced on Pearl Harbor Day. So December 7th when it was announced and today's the 27th. So within 20 days, he's back. So that's, that, that's also incredible, right? I mean, you would have thought he was planning on like a later and he's like, ah, give me three weeks. I'll be back. I think he, and he had skated with Jay Caulfield for a couple of, for a couple of weeks before. For those who don't know, he was Mario's enforcer back in the 80s right. and early 90s. And he kind of is into hockey training now. So Mario hadn't <clears throat> played in almost four years. He's 35. And so he skated for a couple of weeks with Jay Caulfield. Then I think he had four or five practices with the team. <clears throat> and he said, all right, I'm good. And he came <laughs> back and he had 12 points in his first four games. He had a 10-game scoring streak to start. He put up, you know, what, 35 goals, I think, in 43 games. Um Listen, he's the greatest hockey player of all okay. time. That's where I was just gonna—I was just gonna say. So, how do you, uh, you uh, better than Gretzky? He has a higher per game scoring average than Gretzky, but I mean, he was just bigger than Gretzky. So, what's your well, argument? How do you win an argument saying Lemieux's the best? Sure. Here's what I always say, and I mean this sincerely: Wayne Gretzky is the most accomplished hockey player ever, by far. Right. They're, they're, no one's even close. He might be the most accomplished athlete in the history of North American professional sports, maybe other than Jordan. Tell me one thing Gretzky did better than Mario. Just go ahead and tell me because I will tell you 10 things that Mario did better than, than Gretzky, whether it be just how big and strong he was, a better shot, better on breakaways, better backhand, better wrist shot. We, we can go better stick handler. We, we can do this all day. He was just so much more physically gifted, and that's not a knock on Gretzky. Obviously, Gretzky was a genius, and yeah. the numbers speak for themselves, but Gretzky also came along at the perfect time with the perfect teammates. Everything just was perfect for him, right? And and Mario was different. So there's always that that what-if quality to Mario's career because of his health and the horrible team he had to play on his first five years. We can go on and on. But I always say, you know, and I guess I wouldn't want an argument in the court of law saying this, but if you ever saw him play in person in his prime, you understand. You, you just know he was better than anyone, and it really wasn't even close. He was just a, just a larger-than-life figure, and I'm sure we're biased because we're from Pittsburgh, right. but... Yeah, I, I've never seen a more physically gifted athlete in my life in any sport. Wow. I really haven't. Now, Ryan, uh, where were you the uh, December twenty seventh, two thousand? Were you watching the game? I was eight months old. 
So, so maybe you, maybe your parents <laughs> <laughs> maybe your parents put you in front of the screen. Maybe yeah. to get you yeah. hooked on hockey. Uh, who's the greatest hockey player in your opinion, Ryan? Uh, well, I mean, I didn't get to see Gretzky or right. or Lemieux. So, who's the best you saw? Uh, You've seen. I mean, I have to say Patrick Kane. Okay, he's a Chicago Blackhawks guy. So, yeah. uh, his most valued Christmas present that you got a Connor Bedard jersey. Yes, am I yes. right? How come you haven't worn that? Are You're you? saving that. Yeah, he's yeah. a big Chicago guy. So, well, Kane's the best American player right. ever for sure. I will yes. certainly say that. Yes. Didn't he just resign with somebody? Detroit. Detroit. Yeah, okay. How's he Detroit. doing? How's he doing with that? Um, he's got. He had like ten points in ten ga- in the ten games that he's played. So, so he's done. Well, he's, he's, he's done. Right. He's done better than the Pistons all by himself. He's doing better than any other player that had re uh, hip hip restructure surgery. Right. So. Oh, there you go. Hey, I, I had a little bit of money on the uh, Pistons money line last night just to try to look like a genius, and they were actually winning in the fourth quarter. Yeah, but. we we've been talking about that and how the the ending of the game unfolded. Now tomorrow they have the Celtics. We don't have a line yet on that game, but we can go ahead and mark that down for. We can go ahead and just chalk that up as the twenty eighth loss right there. I would think so. Because uh, if yeah, they, well, you know, I, if if there is a money line, tomorrow's the night to take it. <laughs> actually, yeah, I mean, why not? You yeah, throw five bucks on for millionaire at the end of the night. Um, <laughs> uh, yeah, that, I feel like that story is almost underplayed right now. How many games in a row they've lost? It really like, is. Wow. It seems like I mean, I know like ESPN will put it on, but you really, it really, I agree with you. It's like this team. This is you know, someone said I don't know who it was. If it was uh, Kendrick Perkins, someone was saying. It's harder to lose 27 games in a row than it is to win 27 games in a row. I don't know what he means by that. That sounds a little crazy, but, you know, it's like in baseball. When you lose 20 games, they say it takes a good pitcher to lose 20 20 games because that means you're in the game a lot, you're starting. But it doesn't apply to basketball. You lose 27, 28 games, you're a bad team. Yeah, now it's to the point where I would think every team will be up for them because you don't want to be the team that loses to them. That's a great point. That is a great point. Exactly. Man. Know how athletes are wired. They don't want to be that team. And I, I was in Detroit. Um, the Penguins played there in October. And they just happened to have the Pistons roster outside the locker room. And I was looking at it like, well, I don't know any of these people. They <laughs> might be really bad. But I didn't think they'd be historically bad. This is, uh, yeah, this is the poor people of Detroit. Or I just focus on the uh, Wolverines this week, I well, guess. Yeah, the well, well, you know, that's exactly what they got the Lions. I was just going to go into that. Now, college football, we oh, have the, we got. Yeah, what do you think of the national, the, the college football playoff? We got Michigan playing uh, Alabama. Uh, Alabama and then Washington, Texas. Uh, do you follow the college football? Or who's your team? I do. I don't really have a Point team. Park? Does I Point Park have a team? Did not have a football team. <laughs> Paper no, football team, no, maybe. I, I, find Al, I find Saban versus Harbaugh very difficult to cheer for either. Yeah. So I will certainly be rooting for whoever wins in the uh, Texas-Washington game. Yeah. I don't know why. I got... I wouldn't be shocked if Alabama just wins the whole thing because they're Alabama and they shouldn't have even been there probably. And they, you know, they won the Auburn game in the last second, but it, it would be like them. They still probably have more talent than anybody, but uh, Alabama, Michigan on New Year's day, I'll be watching for sure. Uh, Absolutely. No doubt. About- yeah. They're going to be two great games. I can't wait to watch them. Um, we uh, let's see. Do we have any uh, live? A lot of people are talking about hockey. A lot of people are talking about horses on the live comments, Josh, this is like the fourth or fifth time. So how are you going to ring in new year's? Ah, uh, boy, this is just awful. The <laughs> Pittsburgh, the Pittsburgh Penguins host the New York Islanders at six o'clock on New Year's Eve. Uh. PPG Paints. It can't even be a fun team to watch. It has to be the Islanders. <laughs> um, so there might be intoxication in the press box by about eight o'clock. I don't know. It's, it's, it's very much in play. And I've I've also the Steelers play at four o'clock. Yeah. And I've got, I'm in my favorite football final that day as Uh-oh. well. So I'm going to be 
It might be the worst article I've ever written. It's <laughs> going to be a really distracted human being. So Josh, who writes for the athletic, um, don't look for a great column, uh, on, on new year's day or whatever. Nope. Um, and Ryan, anything, uh, any, well, I just had a quick question yeah, about new year's it. day. The only hockey game is Vegas, Seattle. There you go. Do you have any, any sort of look ahead at that game in, uh, in Seattle, yeah, right? in Seattle, yeah. in the baseball uh, stadium? Well, it'll be a beautiful scene. Like I, I have mixed feelings about outdoor hockey. I'm kind of a hockey snob, right? And and growing up in Pittsburgh, eighties and nineties, we like our hockey scores to be like seven six, not two one, right? <laughs> scoring hockey and the outdoor games often are not good for that because the ice isn't real good. It makes for a slower game, not always entertaining. But I cannot deny just the visual beauty of watching, you know, these baseball and football stadiums all dolled up with the ice rinks. And if you get a nice day, maybe a little bit of snow in the air. Like, it's a wonderful television event. It really is. I don't necessarily love them in person as much. You're yeah. so far away. It's so from far them. away. <laughs> but to, to watch it on TV, um, yeah, it's a nice little warm-up for the bowl games or whatever. Uh, yes, it's not It's not a bad thing. And it's become a huge moneymaker yeah. for the league. And I will say that Seattle is an underrated sports town, and they are in love with the Kraken. I mean, every time I'm there, uh, they, the merchandise is just selling like crazy. That that city loves that team. Wow. Uh, and uh, the game, the Seattle uh, Kraken, I've, I had a lot of – there was a lot of people wearing stuff here, so I didn't know why. I thought maybe they were in town tonight, but they're not. But, uh, no, yeah, it's always, a, it's always a fun game to watch. Um, the halftime show, they usually they – to, they try to do like a – in between – on the not halftime – but in between periods, they usually try to do something fun too at these games, and uh, I don't know. So, uh, who do you like in that game then? If it's, I know it's a, it's a ways away. Who's playing better hockey right now? I'll go with Vegas. They're used to the big stage. Yeah, and uh, they're man, they've been good this year. I mean, they've they they cooled off after the great start that they had. How good? But they, they are going to be. They will be formidable uh, come playoff time, no question. So I'd probably lean in that direction. And I will say what a success story. Both of those franchises are for the national hockey league. Yeah. A couple of expansions. I don't need to tell you how big that team is in Vegas. That city's in love with that. Uh, team. It's, it's Even before the yeah. Ryan's, yeah, I mean, Ryan's a huge fan. Obviously he goes to a lot of games. Yeah. It's amazing. And then here's the last yeah. thing one on a gambling thing over under, uh, during the game shots of coming back and going to commercial of players from each team, catching a fish down at the market in Seattle. Oh man, I'm gonna say the over under would be. It's gonna be real high, right? I think so. Let's put, bet the over, whatever. Let's bet the. I'm gonna set it about. That, that's every sporting event, Seattle, especially a national televised game. They always have players down at the market. So when we were filming there, we I was filming there, and we were gonna try to do it where I got to catch a fish. They charged like twenty five hundred dollars. That that's that just to catch a fish. That was the permit fee. So I don't know if the NFL and the NHL they get a break, but I'm sure we're going to see a lot of them trying to catch the fish and go, "Oh my god, I got it!" But I'm going to set it over four and a half. I was going to guess three and a half. Either way, I would go over. It's like every city has a right in Pittsburgh. Right. You know, how many times were they inclined going that and the permani sandwich being made? Yeah. Yeah. And blimp shot of downtown the broadcast room. Oh, Pittsburgh is a very pretty town. It's underrated. Like, <laughs> They're always amazed. Well, Josh, you are you are not underrated. You are the best. So thank you for being on the show. We appreciate. It. Happy New Year. We'll see you next year. We'll look into the tax write-off thing. Uh, well, I don't know. We'll look into that. But uh, thank you, Josh, for being on the show yes. as always. Thank you, Josh, happy holidays. All right. Happy New Year. I will see. You. In the flesh in three weeks. Oh, my God. That's right. Carrot Top and the Penguins in Vegas in January. We got to have you come in. We'll have you and Bill come in. We'll see you. That's right. We'll see you when you're in town.
All right, ladies and gentlemen, we'll be back in two minutes, and we have two more of the top moments of the year here on Punchline. So we'll be back in two minutes. South Point offers all the types of entertainment you'd expect at a first-class Las Vegas resort. Did you know our 400-seat showroom is one of Las Vegas's top destinations for live entertainment? Enjoy live performances by classic Vegas entertainers, bands, and today's hottest comedians, plus a rock and dance floor. You can also enjoy live entertainment at the Grandview Lounge, where you'll feel all the vibes of old Las Vegas. Enjoy the music, and if you love to laugh, don't miss The Dirty at 12.30, our very own free comedy show, every Friday night at 12.30 a.m. in the Grandview Lounge. The Dirty is 100% free, so arrive early. Go to southpointcasino.com or call the box office at 77136 for today's performances at the showroom and the Grandview Lounge. When you're ready for your favorite cocktail, stop in and unwind at one of our seven specialty lounges. There's a bar around every corner, because you're in Vegas, baby. South Point Casino has plenty of attractions for the whole family. Catch a movie. Our 16-screen movie theater includes two XD extreme screens for the ultimate in viewing, sound, and luxury. After the show, treat the family to a variety of treats at our old-fashioned ice cream parlor, Kate's Corner. We scoop up a variety of creamy concoctions, including smoothies, hand-dipped cones, milkshakes, malts, sodas, and sundaes. At Kate's, there's something for everyone. And if you've still got time to spare, our bowling center might be right up your alley. Voted Best of Las Vegas, it's a great place for friends and family fun. 64 lanes, a pro shop, snack bar, and arcade. And while the kids are bowling, you can play slots and sip on a drink in the Alley Cat Lounge while overlooking the lanes. For our more serious and professional bowlers, the South Point is also home to a separate tournament bowling plaza. Joey B says... Uh... Ryan, you need Ralph's hat to complete the look. You would have looked good in that hat. I think that would be a nice ensemble you for you. You think so? In the, in the plaid hat? Yeah, those are called paperboy hats, right? I think they're called paperboy hats. Anyone? No. Now I feel like I'm a thousand years old for referring it to as that. Ralph Sirocco, a man of the people. Absolutely. Josh Joey was great. Uh, a couple things we didn't mention. Russell Wilson being benched. Russell Wilson being benched for the last two games by the Broncos. Let's ride. So instead, now to me, let's sit. <laughs> let's sit on the bench and watch, uh, tr not Trevor Simeon, uh, Jared Stidham. Stim, Stidham. Yeah. Stidham. Jared Stidham. J uh, uh, Jason Statham. Jason Statham's quarterback. Yes. For the Denver Broncos. All right, let's run a play now. Jason Statham, yeah. Oh, that wasn't bad. Who knew I had a Jason Statham impression? I mean, Jason Statham. Uh, we know you guys are clamoring to see uh, a couple more of our top moments from the show. And we're going to go to one of my favorite stories. This is Andy Martello, local Vegas guy, local Vegas legend. Tell the story about Michael Jordan and the Blues Brothers. Take a look. I used to make pretty good living for a while being a Blues Brothers impersonator. I had a booking with my partner, so we are going to the gig. It just so happened that our gig was on the very day that Michael Jordan was returning to Chicago to oh, play against to come the back. Bulls, and we, we can't get into the... <laughs> and, and my partner was like, well, what are we going to do? I said, we're going to walk in. We're the Blues Brothers. We're the Blues Brothers. <laughs> so we get to the security thing. I reach in my pocket, and I pull out a crushed pack of cigarettes, and I show him that as my ID. <laughs> Elwood reaches into his bag, pulls out a burnt piece of toast, and the guy just goes... 
come right on in. <laughs> now, they have saved an elevator for Doug Collins and Michael Jordan. So we get on the elevator. Michael Jordan is directly across from me. Collins. Doug Collins and then me and Elwood standing next to each other. No one is saying a I love word. That. So I lean over forward to Michael Jordan and I said, must be pretty intimidating being on the elevator with somebody so important. And he leads in and he goes, I'll never get used to that. <laughs> That is fantastic. And he was so, we got to have Andy back in the new year. He was great. Great storyteller. That was our highest rated clip for a long time. Most viewed. And I know Andy took that personal when it got passed. So he's got to come in with another great story. He's outstanding. Uh, Mini Dar points out South Point loves horse players. Yes. Come down, bad horses here at South Point. And uh, our final great moment of the year. We're not really doing a top 10. We're just showing you like a handful of moments that we love. It's my uh, friend, Melissa Peterman, the host of uh, People Place, Person, Place, or Thing a game show that you can watch daily uh, all around the country five days a week, just like our show, but it's on TV. But ours is on TV too, if you have the app, right? You put South Point, you put YouTube up on your TV. This is Melissa Peterman talking about her first film role in the film role in the movie Fargo that was filmed in Minnesota. I don't know how often you've played person, place, or thing, but I have a version <laughs> specified to Melissa Peterman, ladies and gentlemen, that I thought we would play. And okay. I will tell you, uh, if it's, it's, uh, we're going to start with a person. It's a person. Is this person alive? Yes. Is this person uh, female? Yes. Is this person an entertainer? Yes. <laughs> yes, it's her. <laughs> Is well, well, now you have to give me a clue. Oh, yeah, that's right. I'm supposed to give you a clue. It's a fictional. It's fictional character. Oh, fictional. Yes. Oh, so is it fictional? Is this character? What was Is, it? Well, so how could she be alive? How could she be alive? It's because she's alive. She's alive in our hearts. Because <laughs> the film lives okay. forever. Yeah. Oh, it's film. It's film. Oh, so it's from a movie. Fictional movie. From a movie. Yeah. Um, okay, I'm going to take a guess. Is it Dorothy from The Wizard of Oz? No. Here's your third clue. You. <laughs> it's hooker number two from the movie Fargo. <laughs> yes! That's it, ladies and gentlemen. Yes, it is. Now, I mean... Melissa made she a is film. alive and well. <laughs> according to all, according to all of my sources, she is... is working as a locksmith now. She's <laughs> she's off the streets. She's working as a locksmith. She's got three cats. She's dating again. Recently divorced. She's wonderful. <laughs> that hooker number two. One of my favorite because she's hysterical, Melissa. I love you so much. That was great. Uh, the new TV, the new season of Fargo, the TV show's out. I'm backed up on it. Chris Andrews is telling me I got to watch it. I haven't started yet, but. That story is hysterical. She was hooker number one. Did you end up starting Bookie? I did. I watched. I, I can't believe you just said that. I watched five of them last night. I was enjoying it. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's good. I think it's really good too. Yeah, I was really enjoying it. The last episode, I'm trying to remember what happened. Uh, oh, the, 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 uh, the guy who's placing the heavy bets on Monday Night Football. Yeah. And the, by the way, that bar they shot that at, if Christian Hansen's watching, that's Champs. I've been to that sports bar many, many times. And that's where... Oh, they, that's, I think they own, they're part owners because remember yes. the, uh, yes. the guy comes out and goes, hey, you're in charge of this bar too. So I've been to that bar. So uh, yeah, it's enjoyable. It's on HBO Max. Uh, they made a mistake, which Chris pointed out on Twitter. Uh, there was a money line. Uh, he said, oh, you got to pay the juice on the, there's no, yeah. there's no juice on a money line. Yeah. There's no vig. Should have had a technical advisor there for God's sakes. Anyway, uh, what, what a great show. Ralph, thank you. Make sure you guys check out. If you haven't yet, make sure you check out Race Day Las Vegas with Ralph tomorrow morning at 7 a.m. Pacific. It's here live. Uh, the over-under on Josh Yoey's appearances in 24, uh, I don't know. Uh, we'll, we'll get Parles to set an over-under. We have it at about 15, someone said. Uh, was that uh, was Joey B as well? Uh, Lucky Man, thanks for joining in. Mini Dar pointing out the horses are great. 
Uh, what a fun show. We'll be back tomorrow. Jeff Parles, speaking of Jeff Parles, will be here. I will also be on Sports by the Book, making an appearance somewhere around the hotel. We'll be talking about Thursday Night Football. So we appreciate you guys watching. We're up to like 928 28 subscribers. The drive for 1,000 is real. What a fun show. And I want to thank Ann uh, for leaving a picture of Haley Williams up for most of the show in the monitor that you guys couldn't see. It's gone now. It's Russell Wilson stats. I Did you see it in the thought bubble was you? No. On on, on Haley? Yeah. Can we see the Haley yeah, thing one more time on was, program? Was there she is. She, oh, she's dreaming of me. Oh, there it is. Uh, she's so into me. That's one of their songs. Still into you. Ain't it fun? That's another one of their songs. We'll see you tomorrow. Thanks for watching Punchlines. Lines live in Nevada. Every show.